So we all, through our lives, make mistakes in, with our spouses, with our family, with our siblings, with our friends, and especially with Hashem. The most that we could possibly ask from ourselves and from the people that we love is that after you make a mistake, that you could apologize. Somebody who doesn't apologize, doesn't recognize that they made a mistake, and doesn't apologize is not a, 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 a mensch. And somebody who, who apologizes is, is a mensch. Somebody who doesn't make mistakes, we're not talking about angels. There's no such thing. And if you look at all of our davening, especially slichus, it's all telling Hashem, we are bad and we are messed up and we constantly you know, defy you and make mistakes. So chinuch really is that we're supposed to teach our kids to enable them, because we like to enable, right? We, to enable them to be able to apologize. When they are at stage, the first stage of TP when you come here, they're unable to apologize and they're in a state of war and fighting and they can't possibly, after being looked at as bad for so many years sometimes, they can't say, I was wrong, right? So that's, that's when they're in, um, in war mode, survival. survival mode, right? Survival mode. And they're not going to apologize even, even if, when, when they know that they're wrong because they can't afford to be wrong anymore. And we should not make them feel that they're wrong. We should tell them why they're not wrong as much as possible. Because when you tell them that they're wrong, one of two things is going to happen. Either they're not going to listen to you, they're going to hate you, and they're not, you're not going to accomplish anything, right? You're not going to have any toyelas, and you're going to lose the relationship, which is going to cause them to get worse and do more bad things. Or they are going to accept your words, in which case they're turning the mirror, they're looking at themselves, and their self-esteem is so low that that's going to cause them more pain to give up and to realize I'm a nothing, I'm a nobody, I'm a loser, I'm everybody's problem, and that's going to cause them to do more bad stuff and give up on life. You have no possible upside of teaching them right from wrong when they are in that massive of state of confusion. Rav Shem Shempinke says that it's usher to talk to somebody in a massive where they won't be able to hear, right? Because they're, they're, you're not going to have any tayelis, and you're going to cause them to get worse. Rav Gershon Edelstein says that the parent is over because you're causing your child to get worse. And I'm telling you that, you know, until I tell you otherwise, once you come in here, your child will not get better from your musr or taychacha or pointing out their shortcomings or explaining to them why they're insensitive. You will be hurting them and then you're going to be hurting yourself because what bothers you and what's frustrating is that they're acting bad. But if you give the wrong medicine, they're going to act worse. You're going to have yourself more frustration. So the chinuch that we want to do is to enable them, to carry them to a point that they start to move out of this low, low level of self-esteem. They start to get out of their coma where they could start recognizing, wow, that was insensitive. Wow, I made a mistake. Oh my gosh, I ate the only food in the fridge and that was supposed to be, you know, maybe you're going to be hungry. Maybe there's somebody else exists in the world. Right? Maybe I shouldn't have, you know, all the selfish stuff that they do and self-centered stuff. Maybe you have a, uh, you, maybe you need your car and I just took your car and you have no way to get to work. Or maybe there's millions of stuff, right? And that's a, a sign where they begin to heal. So the question is, so what do we do? The answer is that what got you to here? What got you from being in a massive where they couldn't see anything to starting to feel healthy enough to start noticing things? That medicine called TP is what you got you from here. Keep on going. Don't abandon the medicine because it's working. They're going to see more and more and more. 
So when they say, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't believe I did that, I'm so stupid, you say, no, it's fine. We all make mistakes. You know what that proves? You're human. I make mistakes all the time. I say every day, I make mistakes to Hashem. Who doesn't make mistakes? But I'm so proud of you that you're proud that you feel bad for it. That makes you amazing. So therefore, you built the person. You built the person. You told them you're special. You screwed up. Big deal. That's not a chiddush. We all screw up. You're normal. But you apologize. You feel bad. I'm so proud of you. And then you followed up 12 hours later. If you do the right thing, you can milk it and, and, and squeeze the, the juice out of that thing and give so much medicine. 12 hours later, you go out to, to the Hallmark store or wherever Hallmark cards are sold, to the drugstore, and you buy your I'm proud of you card. And you're right. You're guddal. To me, you're an unbelievable guddal that you felt bad for what you did, that you care about me, and, and you, you focus on the positive, and you accentuate the positive. Look what an amazing person you are. If, and then three days later, you say, I still can't believe it. I can't believe what? What can't you believe? I can't believe it, that you, that you felt bad, that you kept me waiting outside when I was supposed to, you were supposed to pick me up, and I waited outside in the snow for six days. You, know? you were off by a week. Or that you used the credit card more and then you felt bad for it. I, I think it's unbelievable. Whoa, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? We all mess up. But how many people actually feel bad? You felt bad. I admire that. That's an amazing character trait. What that's going to do is it's going to allow them to continue to heal. And if you fight the battle today with abandoning the TP medicine, and using criticism and thoughts of negativity and anger and frustration, then the kid is going to have a major setback. You're going to hurt yourself much, much, much more. Keep on using the medicine that works, and as they start to go ahead and make mistakes, but recognize it, don't, oh, you feel better? Let me put you down. Yeah, you did. You're, you're negative. You're bad. You're self-centered. No, don't, don't use it to hurt them. Use it to build them. Our chinuch comes from building. If you know that you're talking to this child right now, they can possibly feel shpir, feel that you're that you're let down at them. You should know you're poisoning your child. You're overlifneiva. You're pushing away Shabbos, shmir Shabbos. You're pushing away. You're bringing close all kinds of dysfunctional behavior and fala, which comes with falerinkaid and sabrachinkaid of feeling lost. Your mom is taking your kid. And you're forcing them to sin. Mamish over says it so clear. Your job is only to pour on to be a bomb to their soul. B A L M. Right? To be a bomb. To come. It's okay, Shefullah. We all make mistakes. It's all right. Don't worry about it. I'm so proud of you. Please, it's fine. And then eat no matter what they do. It's fine. You're more important to me than my car. You're more important to me than my kitchen. You're more important to me than my schedule. You're more important to me than my neighbors. You're more important to me than davening. Rabbi Aaron Cutler gave up his davening tefillah, b'tzibur, yom kippur, nila. Who would do that to make somebody feel good, to show them you're important? And we get upset and frustrated because I came late to Shachris and I came this and I came that. I just heard a story, Mamash, I read it this week, from Rabbein Shvinkel, who was known that Big Tzadikim said he was one of the Lamed Vavniks, the Shiva of Mirs, that's how. He said, Davin was seeking every single morning a whole year. It was Makbid Gomer to be there on time. Rosh Hashanah morning, he was walking to the Kaisal Vasikin, and he met a Tzabrach and a person, and he asked him, did you drink something warm yet today? Did you have a tea or something? The guy said, I did, but I could use another. Come on in. He went back in, and he sat with him, and he schmoozed with him, and he ended up running, and he got there. Mamish just with Shmana Esrei. He sacrificed, you know, 
Ani hakotun, right? I'm just, can you compare me to to Rebbeinish, right? Rebbeinish Shinkel to any tzaddik. I look forward to Shoshana. Maybe I could have one normal davening. I, re- I look forward to it. You know, I try to say carbon is better. I try to. It's like the one davening of the year, right? Would you give it up? Because somebody wants to schmooze, and it's not because oh, I'm I'm dying. Can you help me? I must have a tea. Uh, I have no choice. Yeah, I had a tea already. I'd like another one. Come, right? This was the carbonus. That's what they, they didn't need to say carbonus. They were macro themselves to save people by putting other people before them. The Chazanish said, "How much of a yid are you? The amount that you put somebody else before you. That's how much of a Jew you are." So for them, it's an upgrade on Rosh Hashanah. It's an upgrade on Shabbos. I didn't lose my minion. I gained becoming more of a Jew. I did the Ratz and Hashem. And so many other stories, the Beis Yisrael, the Gare Rebbe, who was, who was as sharf as the Beis Yisrael. Beis Yisrael was the most sharf Rebbe probably in the world, maybe ever. I mean, it was all sharf, you know. He used to give you the tea and make you swallow it hot. And he was very, you know. And he, Yom Kippur, went out and saw a Freya guy and tried to become his friend, to be Makar of him, and gave up Mincha and Nila and Yom Kippur. Who does that? Sadiqim do that. What did the Ketanim do? Uh, I can't do a talk right now. Uh, I have to go to my shir. Uh, I have to go daven. I have an appointment. Uh, it, that's not the medicine. The tzaddikim said that I'm going to make this katan feel so special to me. To to really bake that into them. That you are more important to me than my kipper davening by Susrul. Okay, and by the way, I'm sure the same story is with the Satmar Rebbe. And I'm sure the same story was with Reb Shach. And I'm sure the same story was the Chazanish. It's G'daylem. It's Gadol mentality versus katan mentality. You look at the G'daylem, they wouldn't give up on anybody. The stipler wouldn't give up on a soul. They wouldn't let a kid get thrown out of yeshiva who was Mechal Shabbos. The Chazanish told the Rebbe, if you need to quit, you quit, but I'm not losing this kid. The Satmar Rebbe said with the yeshiva of 40 Bakram, it's written down, that Moshe Neustadt, Neishlas, can't remember his name, right? Anyway, he told him his 38 boys learning great and two Mechal Shabbos. So Satmar Rebbe said, he said, that 38 are stark? Yeah, yeah. He thought he's building the case. Yeah, they're stark. But how could you have two guys, Mechal Shabbos? So the Satmar Rebbe said, if they're so stark, send them away. They'll make it. But these two you can't send away. They'll never make it. These G'daylum were not willing to lose any Yiddish soul. It wasn't like, okay, we'll keep 90% of Klai Yisrael strong, and we'll lose 5-10% along the way. They never did it. They would never ever, they wouldn't do it. They went to the Beliashev. A woman went to Rebbe Yashiv and said, I have seven or eight children. It was eight children. And I have a 15-year-old daughter walking around. Natsni is destroying the house. Can I send her out of the house? And he said, you take all your other kids who are stable, send them away to your brothers and your sisters, focus on this kid until she's healthy and stable, and then bring them back. The healthy ones will make it. But the sick ones need our complete focus. And we need to be able to stand up to our nisyanis. And we have to be able to say, you know, we get judged by Hashem the way that we deal with other people. This is mamish our ticket out of Gehenim. This is our our Yoimadin. Kirachim Avabanim came to Racham Hashem Aleinu. You go to Yoimadin, you say, Hashem, look at what I did. I was going to get angry, I was going to get upset, and I didn't do it. And that's a famous story with the Chassam Seifer. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know if it was the Chassam Seifer. Meilich beat him and brought it down. I don't remember the name of the Gadol. I think it was the Chassam Seifer. If not, it was something on that caliber. Big, big, huge tzaddik. And he didn't have anything. When he came to Rosh Hashanah, he said, what am I going to go to Yom Adin with? But he remembered one time that he told his Gabba to wake him up in the morning to go to do some kind of a shlichus. And the Gabba overslept. 
and he was going to give him a piece of his mind, and I had to go bail a guy out of jail or whatever it was, some kind of important shlichus, and how, come, how could it be that you overslept? He was going to get angry at him. He decided, you know what? I'm not going to get angry at him, even though he's wrong. And he said, with that schus that I held my anger, I'm going to go to Yaimadin. You, you have a lot of schusim, you people. You guys have a lot of times that you hold your anger. You have a lot of times, and you're doing it to save your kid, but do it for your own schus. And when you can give someone a bracha when you have that opportunity. So when you have an opportunity, when you have a situation like that, where you need your car, and your kid didn't bring that to the car, you can either get upset, get angry, let the kid know that, you, that you're upset and angry or frustrated, which case you lose the now, you lose the later, you make your kid worse, you ruin the relationship, which causes them to act worse, which gives you more instances of not knowing where your car is, right? Or you can take the high road. And the high road is a very lonely road because there's really not that many people taking the high road. It's hard. It's really hard. And if you're ever not sure what to do, you don't need to call me. Just figure out, think about both ways and, and think, which one is harder? That's always the right way. It's always consistently the right way. Just think, okay, pretty easy to pick up a phone and say, hello, come on, can you, you can't do this to me. How are you doing this? Why are you doing it? Oh, you shouldn't do it. Next time. That's easy. Right? To just say, no problem, I'll take an Uber, I'll take a bus, I'll pay, whatever it is. I'm not going to pressure this kid. Harder. So you say, L'shem yichud Hashem, I'm being mavram I'm not going to get upset, I'm not going to get frustrated. Because if you get frustrated, you're adding into your own lives bumps and bumps and bumps, and you don't accomplish anything. You don't accomplish anything. It ruins your marriage, it ruins your relationship with Hashem, you don't daven well, you don't... You have to be able to say, listen, Hashem, you sent me into this crazy Avi guy, but now that I'm here, I'm going to really just not get upset. There's a bump in the road. I'm going to think, okay, which way do I deal with it? Which way is the harder way? I'm doing the harder way. Doing the harder way. And I'll be mavram midaisai, and you'll get tremendous, you get complete mechila for your averis. You'll be able to daven on behalf of Klal Yisrael, Kerachim Avabonim. Hashem should have mercy because you're so merciful, and you're so erech and you're so rav chesed. There's only goodness that's going to come out of that. And you don't, ruin your kid. Because when you make a mistake with your kid, let's not forget, I'm not just advocating for your child. Your kid gets worse, you have more aggravation. You have more agmasnefesh. You have more times that they're hurting you and that they're messing up and, and, and doing things that they shouldn't do. We want to end this thing as quick and quick and quick as possible with Hashem's help. So that's why you got to stay very focused. Chinuch is teaching them to be able to acknowledge and apologize when they do wrong. There's nothing more precious and beautiful when they start to get a little bit healthy and they're still screw-ups and they're going to make mistakes, but they say, I'm sorry. What a great opportunity for us to say, you don't never, never, never need to apologize to me. I know you're an amazing person and you're doing the best that you can and that's good enough for me. And when you do that to your child, Hashem will do that to his child, to you. For sure, Mida Kenegad Mida, the Baal Shem Tev says, it's basically, I mean, it's, it's very simple. It's, it's two plus two is four. So you, you're getting yourself out of jail. You're helping your child. And look at their eyes. When you do the right thing, you look at their eyes. You see that spark, that relief. You mean you're not going to chew me up? I just burnt down the house and you're just happy I'm alive? Really? Like what are, what are all off their head? And they end up a year later, two years later, they tell their friends, my parents love me. I love them. The connection is so much deeper. And you're teaching them. TP is not to not teach them. We are teaching them in a way 
that they're really able to digest and learn. And the raya is from what you just said. Look at your daughter. She wasn't able to do this last year. She's doing it. Keep on giving the medicine. Surprise. Write a card to her and tell her, I'm so proud of you for what you did Saturday night. You, you, you didn't do 100% the right thing. Big deal. None of us do 100% the right thing. But you're a big person. You're mature. And she is. You apologized. You felt bad. That's all a father can ask for. That's all I need from you. And it's okay. You can continue to make mistakes. I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're not living in a world where a mistake is like, whoa, how could you do that? Yeah. We all make mistakes, but we care about each other and we love each other. And we're going to continue to boost them when they're down. This is Avi Fischoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.